So there you are, you're walking along the beachfront, you're walking along the area that they have the water with the, with the sand, and in the far distance you hear something, you hear like a, a splashing, you hear a shouting, okay, the kids are enjoying themselves, it's fun at the beach, Kishmak. You look over to see, you know, whoa, let's have a look. And you see someone's arm coming in and out of the water. Like, you, you see there's something going on. You take another look to see, make sure what's going on, what's happening over there. And you see that there's someone struggling. It's just struggling through the water. You see that they're about to drown. And they're screaming and they're screaming for help. And then the people around there are not doing anything about it. No one knows what to do. You're a trained lifeguard. So what you do is you rip off your shirt, you run all the way in, and you dive into the water. And there you are. You schlep the guy out. And the time you shut the guy out, it's amazing. There's a whole crowd there already of people and all cheering for you. Look at you've done. Amazing. You've saved a life. That's an amazing thing. You've saved somebody's life. Is there anything better in the world than saving somebody's life? And if you think about it, you're not just saved his life. You've also saved the life of, he's a young guy, but Amit Hashem, he's going to get married. He's going to have children. Those children are getting married. He's going to have children. So you've saved doyers and doyers and doyers, generations of people. You saved. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that unbelievable? And then, down the street, there's a guy in a small base medrash. And he's sitting over there with a mishnayis. He's trying to figure out Pshat in the Mishnah. Can't figure out Pshat in the Mishnah. There's a machloikas. Can't figure it out. Which one is better? The guy that saved the life? Or the guy that's sitting in the base medrash trying to figure out Pshat in the Mishnah? Zot Chazal Rabbi Sai. In the Gemara in Megillah Tazayin, unbelievable Gemara. The Gemara says, and I quote, and Rabbi said, this is Chazal. We live from this. This is our Torah. Zuk Chazal. Omar Rabbi Yosef, Gemara in Megillah Tazayin, look it up. Godul Talmud Torah, Yosef Ma'atzolos Nefoshos. Zuk Chazal. That when a person is learning Torah, that is greater than saving every life that you can save. That's the most amazing thing. And I'll read you another Gemara as well. There's a Gemara also again, Megillah Tazayin. Omarav, Itamar of Shmuel Barmatus, Godul Tamotori Yosem Abinion Beis Hamikdosh. You can imagine, if we're sitting here, Beis Hashem, we hope today, Meshech is gonna be here, Binion by Shlishi is gonna happen today, it's gonna be Gavaldic, and they're gonna ask us, we need some help for people to get rid of the cousins over there and, you know, shift over our stuff, right? That's what we need to do. So everyone's gonna say, no mitzvah! Close the Gemara in the middle of Seder, but Seder, but you pays me, gosh. Clearly, you have been waiting thousands of years. The biggest Sadiqim, the Rashba, the Heiligach Sam Soiva, the Belshemtov, the Chobetz Chaim, they've all been waiting with a Binyan Beis Amigdash. But we're in the middle of Seder. What? We're not going to go build it. So, Chazal, Godel Talmatore Yaitzim a Binyan Beis Amigdash. That's what it is. And the problem is sometimes <coughs> we think to ourselves, what's Pshat? Come Shvuas. And of course, the mitzvah of Shavuos is Talmud Torah. But what does it mean? What does Torah mean to our lives? And I would like to bring a, perhaps a different aspect this year that we've never spoken about before as well. And something that we can all hopefully implement in our Yontav of Shavuos, Be'ez HaShem, this year. Any of you that learned Parshas Pinchas, which is the sugya of the Yom Toivim. So it goes to all the Yom Toivim. And if you look in Perak Chavches, Pasuk Chavov. And he starts to talk about the Yontav of Shavuos. Over Yom Habikurim. Talking about the carbonus, of course, that they would bring during the Gavaldi Yontov of Shvuas. 
to be bringing these Gavaldiga Karbonis, understands why I'm reading all the Psukim. Okay? I'll tell you what's going on. Why are we reading all the Psukim? Why are we giving you all the Karbonis? What's the Pshap? Because there's a major Kasha. When you learn the Karbonis about Shavuos, there's a major question that just begs to be asked, which I didn't ask. The Rabbeinu Bukhaya already asked the Kasha. Rabbeinu Bukhaya asked the following Kasha. And he says, I don't understand. What is the, why is the reason why the word Chatos doesn't appear by the Karbonis of Shavuos, but if you look at all the other Yom Tovim, you look at Pesach, and you look at Sukkot, there's a Chatos there. There's no Chatos, says Rabbeinu Bukhaya, when it comes to the Psukim and the Korbanus of Shavuos. Why? Why does Shavuos not have the Chatos? What's the Pshat? By Pesach, it says clearly in Pesach, Chav Beis, V'seir Chatos, Echod L'chapar Aleichem. If you look legabi sukkas pasuk tezayin perek chovzayin usirizim echod chatos. So by pesach there's a chatos, by sukkas there's a chatos, by shvuas there's no chatos. What's the pshat? As I frag the heiliger rabbeinu b'chayim. So the answer, which be'esem by the way, the daskeni mibale toisvus also, if you look at the back, also asks the same question, and the daskeni mibale toisvus says that be'esem you shall me ask the kasha in perek dalit. And he says like this, Why not? Listen to this, Rabbi Isai. This is the Lashon of the Yushalmi in the Sechtos Rosh Hashanah. Says the Yushalmi, Since you will on yourself the all the yoke of Torah, Mala ani alechem ki ilu loichatosam memechem yehidus of the Yushalmi. That because Shvuas is the yontov of Kabbalah Satoya, we are makabal the Torah on Shvuas. Mimela Chazal tell us that the Rabbanu Shem says no averus. That's it. Kaporas avoynas on Shvuas because there was a Kabbalah Satoya because Klal Yisrael accepted the Torah. That's the reason why. There is no chatos written in the Torah by the Korbanos of, of the, of the Shavuos, because there is no chatos. Because God is from the Kabbalah, the Torah. That's an unbelievable thing. Now, Rabbi Sai, you may turn around and say, okay, that's nice. Thousands of years ago, when they accepted the Torah, but now, Tavshim Pei Gimel, what do you want from me? 2023, I don't know, we're going to have a nice Shavuos night, we'll have cheesecake, we'll have different, you know, versions of cheesecake, we'll have different varieties and different tastes, Sibiyaita, Alashitas, Avada, we're going to do the mitzvahs Hayoyim properly, Mahadrin, Minam Mahadrin. But the question is, what's it again to us this year, specifically? So I'd like to read you, Rabbi Sai, a Korban Eidon Yerushalmi. The Korban Eidon Yerushalmi is a Chedish Noira that we have to remember and implant within us this Yondav Oshuas. Listen to the Korban Eidon Yerushalmi, Mesechtos Rosh Hashanah. Unbelievable. And I quote the Loshan. Look it up. Shebechol Shona Veshona. Ba'atzeres hu kayoyim asher madnu lefnei asinu vekablim atoyim echadosh. Zuk the Korban Eidon Yerushalmi. It wasn't just then that they were makabal the Torah. Good, that's very nice for them. What's it going to do with me? Zuk the Korban Every single year, 
there's a new Kabbalah Satoyah. Us, every single one of us, have to be and can be Mekabal the Torah. And when we do that, then we have a Kapora Savonis. There's no Averis. Everything's white, clean. Mamash like a Yom Kippur. Completely a clean slate in Gansan. Uh, it's unbelievable. The Gedolim that, that brought down this carbon aid on Yerushalmi used to bring it down. They were terrified. They were shaking. They said that we know that Shavuos has no mitzvah of Neatzmah. Where's the mitzvah of Shavuos? There's no mitzvah. Maybe we'll discuss it Shavuos by night. There's no specific mitzvah. Oh, but according to the carbon aid, there's a Mordecai mitzvah. And that's the mitzvah of Kabbalah Satoyah. When a person is Makabal the Torah, he gets this Gavaldiga, Gavaldiga, amazing, beautiful benefit that there's no chatos. It doesn't need to be a carbon chatos on Shavuos. Because at the end of the day, there doesn't need to be because we have Kabbalah Satoyah. Once we're Makabal the Torah, it's all over. Then we have Kabbalah Savonis. There's no Averis anymore. We're white clean because we're Makabal the Torah. So that's what it means, Rabbi said, to have a serious Kabbalah Satoyah. And in fact, a number of years ago, a fellow calls me up and he remembered the story. He said to me, I remember the story of um, one of the Gedolim that was very, very tight for money in the yeshiva. I didn't know what to do. Someone was coming to collect the debt, whatever it was. He had no money. So he decided to recover himself. No, 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 much. on the highest level. He was recovered on himself the all of Torah. So the Rabbani Shalom, I don't know. I'm not going out there. I can't go out there. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to manage to do anything. I'm a couple the oil of Torah. He said, within the hour, somebody came in and said, I have a huge amount of money that I need to deposit in the yeshiva because I can't hold it by me. I can't give it to the bank. Could you please hold it for a few years? So Rashida said, hey, of course, no problem whatsoever. And it was exactly the amount that he needed to pay the debt. So Spocha said to me that my sister, that's what he told me, my sister needed, needs a shidduch and she needs a shidduch really, really badly. And I want to dishvuz Makabal the Torah on the highest level, Almanas that she's going to get married. But boys say two months after Shur, she became a kala. Okay, and this is after years of waiting, years of waiting. When you're makabal the Torah, everything happens. When you're makabal the Torah, when you realize what Torah is to our lives and what it does for us, everything changes. And that's what we have to realize. That's what we have to focus on. This shvuas, like the carbon Eder says in Yerushalmi Masechtos Rosh Hashanah, that we get. A new Kabbalah said Torah every year. We can be Makabal the Torah. And when we do that, we get a clean slate. Everything starts afresh. That's the Shavuos, Rabbi Say. That's coming up in a few days. In just a few hours. Not so long. We're going to be sit- sitting in this space Medrash. Being Makabal the Torah. On Yoimat and Torah. On Chag of Shavuos. Which is incredible. Rabbi Say. But what is Torah to our lives? What does it mean to us? There's a Modica Medrash. Beratius Rabbi Chavzayin. The Medrash tells us that just like the fish grow up, they are living in the water. It's an interesting thing, says the Medrash. When it rains, if you ever noticed, the fish go to the surface and they try to chup a raindrop. <laughs> You're lacking water? Like, what's the problem? You have all the water in the world that you need. What are you running to the top, to the surface, to chup another drop? Because even the fish, says the Medrash, that are living in the water, they're still trying to chup, not a drop, not a drop, not a drop. Zuk the Heilige Medrash, Moedike Medrash. Zuk the Medrash, this is clearly strong. This is clearly strong. Even though we have the Torah, but we want more. We want to recover more. We want to, we want to digest more Torah into our lives. And that's what it is. And you look at the Gedolim, and you see how they were thirsty for every Chiddush, for every Blat, for every Mishnah, for every Sifin Shulchan Aruch, for every Pasuk in the Chumash, whatever they could. They chapped around to do that. That's what Torah meant to them. When he was in yeshiva, when he was a bochan yeshiva, so it was known that in his yeshiva, 
when he was a bacha, so he was one of the first people to run to lunch. Not because he was more hungry than anybody else, and he wanted to make sure he'd get the nicest schnitzel. That wasn't the pshat. Pshat was middle toya. So he wanted to run in there, and while the boys were still coming down from Mincha, he was already finished Mincha, he was already finished lunch, back to the base medrash. So he was one of the first ones there, you know, ate because he had to eat, and he moved on. At one point, one day the boys came back from Mincha, they came down to the dining room, and the cook came running out and said, I'm really, really sorry, there's no lunch today. There's no lunch. I made a, a huge pot of food for the oilam. I put salt in, and my assistant in the kitchen, who didn't have that I put salt in, put an extra large amount of salt in, thinking he needs like extra salt. I had already done that before. It's completely unedible. It's, no one can eat this. It's terrible. Don't eat it. Don't touch it. I'm so sorry there's no lunch. We'll try to make it up. We'll make a nice dinner, whatever it may be. So they said, okay, fine, no problem. But where's the bacha, the little hatzkel? Where, where, where's the bacha that normally comes here first? Oh, he left ages ago. They're like, wow, psh. Look at him, mama. She didn't even make a fast. Back to the base measures with no lunch, whatever it was. And I know he ate it. The cook said he ate it like, until I came in and told him whatever it was too. So they were like, wow, look at that. Look at avoid this hamidus. He ate the food. You always hear the stories. He ate the food with so much salt. Didn't say anything. Didn't say a word. Ate it and went back to the base measures. So they went up to the base measures. And they went to the little hatzka and they said, uh, no, how was lunch? It was delicious. No, like, how, how was it? It was delicious. He had no idea whatsoever that the lunch had extra salt in it. For him, he ate because he needed to eat, and that was it. Right? They, they, they say, I never saw this myself, but they say that when Rav Scheinberg was sitting and learning in his house, so they would serve him lunch, and there were many times that they would see a bowl of soup in front of him, and they would watch him, and they would, they would, they would watch the Rosh Hashiva, he was sitting there, and he was, the spoon was going in, but the plate was empty a few minutes ago. Right? He didn't hop. He had no idea that the bowl of soup was empty a few minutes ago because he was just kept on going because he was learning at the same time. So mainly he was involved in the learning. Rav Shach one time came back. His, his wife sent him to the Makolet. She had sent him to the store to buy some watermelons for Shabbos Kodesh, whatever, some treats. He came back with an empty bag, right? Because there was a hole in the bottom and the watermelon had dropped out. So she said to him, where's, the, where's it gone? He looks like, oh, it's it. What? Where's it gone? He had no idea that on the way home, it, the watermelon had dropped out and he was on the way home. Unbelievable. You know, they found Chacham Yosef one time on a, uh, by, uh, in the morning, they found him by one of the lampposts, one of the streetlights outside because there was a blackout in his house. There was no electricity. So he wasn't able to learn. So, it's not that it's like, okay, great, you've got an excuse to go to sleep now. The lights are up in the base, let's go home. No, no, no. Ravadia went outside to the street by night. This was already the night before with a few sparm and he stood by the lamppost. By night, they still found him over there. He had no idea it wasn't continuing. You're talking about Gedolim that by them Torah meant so much. That was their life. That's what it's all about. Rabbi Sai, Shavuos isn't just that we're meant to learn. Shavuos is, we're meant to be makabal the Torah to understand what the Torah is in our lives, what it does for us. Anyone that learnt, whether it's the Nefeshachayim or whether it's Tanya, it makes no nafkamina because they're all saying the same thing. They all say that Torah is the greatest thing that can happen. There is no greater thing. Shavakola mitzvah is kulai. Can you imagine? Where a person was sent down to the world and he does one mitzvah, the schar of one mitzvah, shaking one lul of an esrug, eating a kezayis of matzah, birch hasamozen, whatever it may be, the, 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 the reward you get for one mitzvah in the world, you cannot get over here. Schar mitzvah, Baha'i Amaleka. It's not possible to be paid in this world. Everybody knows the famous mice with the Heidegger Chobetz Chaim. Where Yid came to the Heidegger Chobetz Chaim and said, Rebbe, I have a big problem. I can't put food on the table. I can't, I can't support the mishpacha. I need to give them bread, something. I need to give them milk, epos. I can't afford it. So what's going to happen for me? Like I'm not a chassidish rebbe that people come and give me money to give out. What do you want from me? I can't do anything about it. So they said, Rebbe, I have an idea. Here's my idea. 
Tell me what you think. I put on tefillin every day. Kavaldik. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to give away the schar of one day tefillin. Just one day. Every day, no. But one day tefillin, I'm going to give away the schar in this world. And therefore, I want the Rebbe to pay me in this world for my tefillin one day. And this world, I have something to give my family. So the Chavetz Chaim says, it's not going to work. Why not? It's not going to be a marshal. He says, imagine, you walk into the local grocery, you walk into the supermarket, and you buy a loaf of bread, and you take out from your pocket, if it exists, a million dollar bill. Million dollar bill. I can definitely afford the bread. I can afford the whole supermarket and the whole block. But Lamaisa, I come in and I say, here, I would like to pay for my bread with my million dollar bill. So the guy on the other counter says, I'm so sorry, you have enough money, but I've got no change to give you. I don't have enough money in the, ca- in the cash register to be able to give you the change. So, it's not shy to get the schar of one mitzvah in this world. And Rabbi said, you learn one word of Torah, and that's keneged kol ha mitzvahs. The Eiliger Orachayim HaKadosh. How many times I hear this from Rosh Shiva of Scheinberg, Zatzal, he used to say to Orachayim HaKadosh, that if a person understands and values the chashivas of Torah, He'll go He'll go mashuga. He'll go crazy, right? As I heard from Rabbi Yosef Stern, the brother of Rabbi Moshe Aaron Stern, said, "If we if, if we would do if we would chap this every minute, we'd say, 'Oh my brother, turn up on the chap, chap, chap. What can I find? Because every word of Torah in this world, you can only get while you're here. You can't get it later after 120 years. The Vilna going beside Yoma was crying." And they said, Rebbe, why are you crying? You know, call Hatarikule back to front, on your fingertips, wherever it is, you know it. Come on, you had a good life. And he pointed out it happened to be tzitzis. One mitzvah. One mitzvah tzitzis. I leave the world, I can no longer do this mitzvah. I'll do anything. Moshe Rabbeinu says the Medrash begged to come down to this world as a fly, says the Medrash. Just to be in this world, the oilam hasiyah, the oilam what we can do. Every word of Torah, every Kabbalah Satoru on Shavuos is worth everything. We don't have what it is for our lives. We don't have everything about it. I'll tell you, Mordecai, Maisa, Rabbi, I'm going to end with this. This Maisa is Gavaldik. And Maisa of Baruch Be. The Baruch Be, the Shiva of Kamenitz, was, was, when it came to Abba Satoru, was just Noira. His Abba Satoru. His love for Torah was amazing, but his love for his Talmidim were also unparalleled. He loved every Talmud. He hugged them and he kissed them and he gave all the time, whatever they needed, he gave them. One time, and Revarele Grosnas from, who was based in London, said over the story that it happened to him. He was, he was in, um, he was in Poland and there was a law in Poland that you're not allowed to carry citizenship from Germany, which he carried. And that was very, very dangerous. And at one point, cutting a long story short, uh, at one point the police came in, they figured out that he had a German citizenship, and that was completely illegal, who knows what would have happened to him. And they came to the house, and there he is, he's in the home, he knows that they're out to get him. He jumps out of the window, and he runs to the Rosh Hashiva of Baruch Be'er's house. Pekuach Nefesh, I don't know what to do. Do I run? Do I not run? Do I give myself in? Do I run the country to go on the next boat? You know what to do. So he went and knocked on the door. The rabbits and answered. So the rabbits and this is Pekuach Nefesh. She's like, my husband's preparing shit. Nobody can go when he prepares shit. This is Pekuach Nefesh. It's been life and death, mummish. They're coming after me. So the rabbits and says, Pekuach Nefesh, no problem. So they went and took him inside. He went inside to the, to the, to the study. He saw the Rashiva was mummish, poured over his svarim, mummish for concentration. Unbelievable. And they tried to make a sound to disturb him. It wasn't easy. He coughed a couple of times, moved a couple of stenders, and until eventually Baruch Be'er looked up. Oh, my dear Talmud, what, what do you need? Is everything okay? I realized it was very unusual for a Talmud to come in in the middle of him praying and praying. Obviously, the rabbits had let the Talmud in. 
He says, Rebbe, I don't know what to do. And he started listing off the whole Shaila. They're going to get me and I'm going to be in trouble. And who knows what's going to happen? Nebuchadnezzar going to kill me. And who knows? So, so Rebbe looked at him and says, one minute, one minute. Say, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. So, so <laughs> this is going to happen and I have a German citizenship and you're not allowed to do whatever. The whole thing. Rebbe was, say it again. Say it again. This is like he had no problem with his brain power. What's going on over here? And again, he repeats the story. Rabbi, help me. Rabbi says, I'm so sorry. I cannot get the Rashba out of my head. I cannot get the Rashba. I can't get it out. Go to my go to my son-in-law. He went to my son-in-law and he went and figured out the Shaila. You know what it means not to be able to think straight. Because of the Avasa Torah, the love of Torah, because he realized what Torah is in our lives. Zuk the Tanya, when a person learns Torah, he's one Kaviyachal with the Rabbani Shalaylam. It's the highest thing in the world. It's the greatest thing in the world. You're keeping the world going. Every single drop of Torah that we can chaps of the Medrash is like a fish that goes to the surface and chaps not a drop, not a drop. Whatever we can chap, Rabbi Isai, in the hours before Shavuos, the Kabbalah Torah, we can chap Torah. And chat whatever we can. It will improve our lives. It will improve the world. It will do everything for our neshama. It's the greatest thing ever that we are created. This is why we were created. And when it comes to the Yontav of Shua, we should take the Yerushalmi in Rosh Hashanah. We should take the Korbaneda. That every single Rosh Hashanah that we have, including now, coming up in a few days, is a new Kabbalah Satoya. Let's be Makabal. And when we're Makabal Satoya, all our lives change. Have a wonderful day.